This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Today, stay with us when we come back because there is more. Across Melbourne on Joy 94.9 and streaming online at joy.org.au, you're listening to Saturday Magazine, every Saturday, 10 till 12. Enter the Cabaret Room on Sunday nights for all things cabaret, theatre and music. Enjoy your favourite show tunes, both old and new, featuring a range of guests from the biggest stars to emerging artists. So, why not visit the Cabaret Room and settle in for a night of entertainment? The Cabaret Room, Sunday nights on 9pm, right here on Joy. Or check out the podcast. Head to joy.org.au forward slash the Cabaret Room. The team on Well, Well, Well has been helping our LGBTIQ communities look after their health and well-being for more than 800 episodes. From interviews with world-class clinicians and researchers to deep dives into sexual health, mental health, and so much more, Well, Well, Well offers unvarnished conversation and removes the stigma from health topics that matter to our communities. Tune in to Well, Well, Well every Thursday from 9pm or download the podcast on your favourite platform or at joy.org.au slash wellwellwell. Well, Well, Well is proudly sponsored by Thorn Harbour Health. Joy! You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9 with Macca and Nevena. Macca, we're really pleased to be joined on the line by Dr. Julianne Schultz. Welcome to Saturday Magazine. Thank you for having me. Julianne, there was recently an article um, that you've put out into the world and it's discussing something that I think we're I've all distinctly felt there's a shift in politics Mm. and there's many ways in people uh, are perceiving this, whether it's becoming a bit more polarised, whether people are feeling just frustrated with it all. But you're finding that uh, women are becoming more progressive. Could you tell us about that? Mm. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting trend um, and it's sort of been repeated all around the world that young women in particular are becoming more progressive um, and the gap between young women and men in many countries is growing at a really rapid rate. In Australia, young men are becoming more progressive as well, so there's a sort of general rising trend which is which is interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something which is... Um, has come about over the last, you know, over this century, really, since the beginning of the uh, the 2000s, and it's really become quite marked. And this is something that we're seeing not just uh, in certain pockets of the world. In your article, you highlight how this is. There's movements in South Korea, mm. in Poland. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what these movements are hoping to highlight? Yeah, look, it's very interesting. I mean, when this research it's been done, um, it's been done by scholars all around the world. Um, but it got a certain sort of publicity, big boost a couple of weeks ago now when it was written about in the Financial Times, and it was showing that this same pattern of a gap of about twenty five percent or so was showing up in countries, as you say, like Poland and South Korea, Britain, Germany, the US, you know, Australia, a whole bunch of places. Um, and the thing that sort of pushed me in a way to write about it was that um, the way that was generally being interpreted in the, in, in the, by the commentators around the world was that this was a bad thing. You know, this was going to cause all sorts of problems. And I mean, it was most particular in the US where the sort of... Um, 
the commentators who didn't regard this as a positive development were saying this was going to end to the, lead to the end of the species as we knew it because women wouldn't have enough in common with men to have babies. I mean, they hadn't heard about IVF, I guess. But anyway. <laughs> um, and, and, and so it was sort of like beating up at this sort of really like an existential divide. Um, and, and my take on it was to say, well, actually... I regard this as sort of quite a positive trend. I've never, I'd never really understood since I sort of started studying the political position of women why, in Australia especially, they tended to be so much more conservative than men. Um, and so, you know, I sort of look at it and think, okay, that's good. I mean, as women are getting more educated, they're more active in the workforce, they're understanding the sort of environment, you know, that they're they're dealing with they don't want it just to wash over them they mm. actually want to respond and the one the way of responding is to become more active in politics is it perhaps a case uh, julianne that if you know women are becoming more progressive because perhaps men uh, are becoming less progressive or a lot of the ratbaggery we see around the world mm. is predominantly led mm. by men mm. so mm. you know well i think that yeah, I, I mean, I I look at, you know, let's use the example of of, of Poland, mm. but also mm. you know South Korea, Taiwan, mm. where mm. you know there's a history of authoritarian governments, and mm. the role of women in bringing about political change <laughs> in those countries, and particularly South Korea and Taiwan, is hugely significant. And you know, yeah. the progressive. Um, journey doesn't seem you know it's it's certainly not running out of steam so again i see it sometimes perhaps it's it's the role that males have played in those societies that you know they really in so many instances on the agenda you know that women particularly identify with the men have ignored it i think that's you know yeah, it's got to be a big part of it yeah. Oh, no question. And I think those authoritarian regimes, you know, where inevitably and as a matter of course, they target women, they target women's mm. rights. Um, they, they, you know, put a cap on all sorts of expectations. Um, and I mean, what's interesting is that women are, uh, young women especially, are responding to that and saying, actually, no, that's not what we want. Um, so, yes, I think those authoritarian regimes are really, you know, they have always targeted women and that's what, what they are doing around the world. Um, and I mean, the stuff in um, the situation, for instance, in South Korea, I mean, it's extraordinary. I mean, you know, there it is a sort of global poster child for sort of economic transformation. And you look at the data and you look at the, the way women's lives are constrained. I mean, it's truly shocking. Um, and so that's provoked a very Korean sort of response, you know, and, um, you know, the young women and older women as well are saying, actually, we're just not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah. It's going to take a long time to really change. But it, it's so interesting that that it's that it's happening and gathering momentum. I think the flip side of that, um, or the the sort of reinforcement of that authoritarian male regime is is the success of that, um, you know, the Andrew Tate type characters, yes. you know, who target women. Um, and it's very accessible online. It touches people. It's simple, um, and um, it you know it sort of shifts you know it shifts the blame in a way, um, and so I think that that's given a real impetus to young men who might be feeling a bit confused and haven't haven't you know people haven't sort of provided an opportunity for them to sort of experience other worldviews. Um, so that's 
I think driving some of that that, that momentum of, of pulling young men into a defensive, quite you know, aggressive sort of um, view of women in the world. I mean, equally, we've seen uh, on the flip side of uh, progressive women standing up, we've seen women perhaps that are not very progressive and 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 taking positions that I think, in a lot of ways, you know, diminish the status of women. Um, mm, I'm mm. always puzzled with that, and I think about you know Kellyanne Conway, uh, mm. you know who uh, worked for Donald Trump. And, you know, mm. when she was talking about alternative facts, uh, mm. I mean, basically she's talking bullshit. Mm. But, you know, mm. you sometimes you sometimes wonder when you look at politics around the world and and the, the increasingly and appropriately uh, important level that, that women are now playing. Uh, but when mm. you say more progressive, how would you define that, Julianne? What sort of a – can you give some sort of idea of the measure that you use? Yeah, well, I mean, the measure—I mean, the measure that, that was used in the research that was done and that was then picked up and interpreted here—I mean—really grows out of the sort of political studies. It's a political science sort of thing. So they're looking at voting intentions, um, you know, values and, and so on. But particularly um, in Australia, sort of voting intention stuff. So the Australian Electoral Survey, which has been doing this now for you know 40 years or so, breaks down the um, right. you know the um, the voting preferences by by you know age cohorts and so on, and and so you can see a, a real move. You know that young people are voting more for Labor and Green mm. than they are for the Conservative parties, um, and that's that's become quite marked. Um, so it's sort of really it grows out of that sort of political science um, research that's that's been done. There's a question from one of our listeners, Mel. She asks. Uh, are pop stars like Taylor Swift and her brand of feminism, does this lean to more progressive females too, given that she has a lot of power with younger women? Yeah, look, it's so interesting, isn't it? Uh, look, who, who knows? I mean, the, you know, Taylor Swift is obviously just such a phenomenon and has connected with people in a way that, you know, is sort of mind-boggling, really. Um, but, you know, what we know of her is her values are quite, you know, they're good. You mm. know, um, they're good in a sort of progressive sense. You know, that she's, you know, she she advocates for equal rights. You know, she's she's not an authoritarian. She's not, you know, she appears not just to be somebody she's obviously interested in making a lot of money and, and providing you know a great entertainment but but she seems in the publicity that we can read about her to be somebody who has come out of a set of values that are very affirming and quite at odds with that sort of authoritarian sweep which is uh, pushing around the world one one so final yes, no, yeah one one final question if i may um have you watched nemesis I did, yeah. And I think about the the interviews and a rough assessment, I'd say, I'm being generous here, a third were with women. Um, why, do you, why, do you, why do you think, number, first question, why do ex-politicians or serving politicians do shows like that? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know... The role that uh, you know, the role and the and the, and the, perhaps the lack of prominence that women had in the Abbott, Turnbull, and Morrison government, uh, although you know mm. their influence increased or their, their certainly their visibility. But first off, why do you think mm. politicians do interviews like that? 
are they all mad? <laughs> well, I think they want their record to, 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 to stand, you know, and be available for future, you know, and in some cases they want to correct and put a, you know, put a spin on things that, you know, wasn't available at the time. I think, look, I think many of them, you know, are very conscientious and diligent and, and they seriously want their role to be understood. I mean, you know, obviously in those programs, you know, you get a tiny slice mm. of the uh, of the interviews that are done. And I mean, I, I just hope that the ABC at some point makes that archive available. And I think that with the, the former leaders, they, they interviewed them for two days, you know, wow. and they've done hours and hours of pre you know pre interviews with with many more than they actually put on the show so i think that there's a body of research material there which is pretty amazing and will be you know it would be great that other people could get access to it but you know i can understand on the other hand you know why tony abbott said bugger it i'm not going to go yeah. on there it's not going to be show for me. Um, he was probably right. And I think Julie Bishop would have had some interesting stories to tell. Oh, um, Jules was there. Yes. Um, uh, look, it, yeah. it's been fascinating. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? It like, is. You know, there's just that process. Of, of you know what you want to say, how you what, how much control you want to have over what you say, and then what gets chosen in making a program like that. I mean, my sort of sense is that it focused too much on the personalities and not enough yes. on the policy. Yes. You know, I want to know what in fifty years we would think about these governments, and what we got was a snapshot of who hated whom, and it could have been you know schoolboy talk. And I really wanted to you know to dig more into mm. the policy decisions that were made that will still be bouncing around in you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Yes, it's very interesting. Uh, look, I want to thank you for, you know, joining us today and giving up some of your Saturday and, and uh, you know, the piece that you've penned. It's it's really interesting. Um, I hope you have a nice Saturday. What's planned for the rest of the day, quickly? Um, I'm going to go and see Anatomy of a Fall this afternoon. Oh, I'm dying oh. to see that film. I oh. hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy thank it. Thank you so much. Good and, luck with uh, Okay, have a good weekend, and not too much popcorn. <laughs> None. None. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. We're speaking with uh, Julianne Schultz, and you are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9, with Macca and Nevena. Stay with us, because guess what? What, Paul? There's more? There's more, Macca. There's more. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.